Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast, hosted by me, Holly Haynes. Each week, I will dive into the topics that educate and share the power of productivity to help you focus more on what matters and create a business and routine that you love. Learn the systems and the daily strategies that you can implement right away to crush the daily rush. And instead of just being busy, let's be productive. Gain clarity, focus, and empowerment in your routine and learn how to manage your schedule, your business, and yourself. With a passion for learning and teaching and over 15 years of strategy experience working for Fortune 500 companies, all while raising my twin daughters and building my own successful online coaching business, I'll teach you the systems and structure to make your dreams and your business grow without burnout and frustration, and even a little time for yourself. It is time to crush the rush, as we call it. There is a new way to get things done around here. Grab your favorite journal and pen. You are going to want to take notes. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 27 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And today we have my friend, Lisa Downer, who is going to teach us how to find your ideal client on Instagram. Are you ready? In 30 minutes or less. So Lisa is an HR manager by day and a social media strategist by night. She's a wife and a mom to an 11-month-old and is expecting baby number two in October. And her story is so amazing because she actually quit her dream job, moved across the country to pursue her new job where she's working to create her own rules and be her own boss. And now she's following her dream to help other corporate women just like us who are looking to run a profitable side business and really helping them focus in on how to gain visibility on Instagram without spending countless hours. I am telling you, you are going to want to take lots of notes for this one. So let's get to the show. Hey, Lisa, welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you? I am doing great. Super excited to be here today. I know, me too. We were just chatting and I feel like we have so much in common and my listeners are just going to love everything that you have to share. So why don't we take a minute and just introduce yourself and tell everyone about your background and what you do. Yeah, so a little bit about me. I live in sunny, very hot right now in South Florida yeah. um, with my husband, Jason, who I we actually knew each other growing up. So I've known him since middle school. And uh, we've been married two years, actually just celebrated our two-year anniversary last Thursday. We have a 11-month-old daughter, Gianna, and I'm expecting, well, we are expecting our second uh, this October. And um, I like to call myself the corporate side hustler because the fact that I have a full-time HR management position that I have during the day for a healthcare company that pre-COVID required 60% travel time. Luckily, right now I'm remote. Oh, wow. (laughs) Correct. While being pregnant. And then I've been running my side business since 2014. So I specifically work with corporate women who are looking to gain visibility on Instagram without spending countless hours because just like me, they're juggling all the things and they don't have all the time. So that is a little bit about my world. That is so amazing. I love that. So today we want to really dig into Instagram. And I love how you said without spending hours attached to your phone, because that's one of the big things that I try to focus on as well, being very strategic about what you're doing, get in, get out, and not like have your whole... um, life being walking around on your phone and on social media, because then your whole family just kind of is not happy with you. Right. <laughs> and it's stressful, right? Um, 
So how did you become an expert in this area? And let's dig in. Yeah. So when I started off with my business, I was actually focusing on career coaching because as an HR manager for 10 plus years, it was really natural for me to kind of transition into that role. And back in 2018, I actually hired a social media manager to take over my account because I was getting married. We were just doing all these things. I was like, you know what? I just want to outsource this to someone. And at the time I was around 8,000 followers and they got me to 26,000 followers in such a short amount of time that I found myself really wanting to learn more. And um, I was getting all these great comments, all these great DMs. And then when I lost this social media manager, everything kind of went flat. And that's when I realized that my account was actually being ran by bots and different things that I was like, ooh, this doesn't feel good. Like I wasn't really attracting my ideal audience. And I was like, you know what? I actually don't even know who my real ideal audience is. So I actually spent a lot of time digging through my account to really figure out what I like, what I don't like. And if you're following me now, you'll notice I'm back to 8,000 followers because I had to manually remove. Oh my gosh. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was during that time that I found myself having a passion for this. And then also realizing that there's a really big need for us as uh, entrepreneurs, whether you're a full-time entrepreneur or a part-time entrepreneur, not to get hung up in the numbers, mm-hmm. but to really get focused on being a micro-influencer. And how do you do that in a way that allows you to stand out as an expert, allows you to really kind of tunnel vision, look for your person. And again, do it without feeling like you're on the app for hours and yeah. hours in order to create that. It's so interesting because I had such a similar experience. I feel like when Instagram first came out and, you know, everyone was like, follow, unfollow, like build Uh your following. And that's how I built mine too. And then I got to a point and I was like, well, no one's commenting and no one's liking and no one's doing anything. Like, what is the point of this? And it started to feel kind of icky. Like, what was I really doing and what was I really putting out there? And so I, I took a very similar approach to what you did. And I actually went through manually, cleaned it all up figured out what my niche was, which I know we're going to, we want to talk about like how to find your ideal client. Um, and sort of had to like shift my brain set, my mindset and brain set, (laughs) my mindset that like, I don't need a ton of people to make a big difference. Um, and so I think that is so helpful. Totally agree. And to your point, I don't know if it was actually something that was like spoken about, or if it was just kind of this environment feel of, get more followers. Cause I was even, I was guilty of that too. I would mm-hmm. unfollow people and follow them. So to your point was very icky, but I really love the season that we're in with Instagram where it truly is about creating relationships or building relationships, I should say. So, um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. That's awesome. So one of the things that I did do when I was cleaning up my account and it sounds like you did as well was think about who your ideal client is so that you can can reach, you know, those 10 or 15 or 20 people or whatever that number is. Um, Can you share sort of how you did that and what that looks like? Yeah. So ultimately, one of the things that I did was focus on three areas. So when I wanted to create my ideal client profile, sometimes you hear people say ideal client avatar, whatever you want to use. I focused on first the demographics, like really honing in on what's my person's gender, what's their age, what's their occupation, what's their marital status. Then I focused on psychographics, so really getting a good idea of her or his interests and hobbies or attitudes, I should say. So what are the guilty pleasures? For example, it might be really helpful if your person likes reality TV as much yeah. as you do. 
And then the last piece was really pinpointing the problem, the limiting belief and desire. So once you're able to get these three buckets out on a form, um, it's a form that uh, Holly will share with you guys, uh, I'm sure in the show notes, but it's it's a simple form that it just allows you to be super intentional with who you're looking for. So for example, I tell my students and myself that I want to give this person a name and I also want to give them an image. So that way when I'm on Instagram, I know exactly who I'm looking for. And don't get me wrong, if they don't look exactly like that person or if they don't have that same name, I'm not crossing them off, but it allows me to be a little bit more um, focused because let's be honest, it can sometimes be a little overwhelming when you're scrolling on Instagram trying to find that perfect person. But when you have this map, if you will, it guides you to the location that you need to be in order to find that person. That's so awesome. And I will definitely share that form. Um, in the show notes, I think the psychographic piece is really interesting because I've heard a lot about like, you know, where do they shop? What do they like? And those are very surface level. And this seems to take it like a little bit deeper. Yeah. And like, just to even go a little bit deeper, because I think you're spot on when I say psychographics, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of guilty pleasures, their interests, their hobbies, what do they listen to? And the more that you can hone in on that. So great example, like I even put down what my, I think my person's favorite podcast channel is. So that way, when I do that hashtag in Instagram, if they're listening to that podcast channel, chances are I'm going to find them within that hashtag. If they are going to a specific event, I'm looking for that specific event to try to find that person. So I'm really honing in on where do they hang out and what are their interests are so I can, I can find them. Yeah, that's so great. Okay, so once you sort of know who you're targeting, walk us through the next steps of really how to, I don't want to say grow your account, because again, I feel like the numbers kind of don't matter, um, but really make it a place like a community where people are commenting and want to come back and learn more. So for me, one of the things I also think that you should do is you should be intentional with who you're engaging on Instagram with or who you're engaging with, because it's twofold. One, you're telling the algorithm, these are the individuals that I want to connect with. These are the individuals I want you to push my feet in front of. And two, it's just allowing you to be intentional with your time. Because again, if you're spending hours upon hours um, reaching out to someone famous to tell them how cute their babies are, it doesn't really (laughs) benefit you. Um, So what I do is- I'm pretty guilty of that, I have to say. (laughs) Me me too. Like she's reading it. Yeah, like she knows. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, again, you can definitely have those moments, but at least I kind of treat it like a Monday through Friday. Like it's my true uh, intentional plan on the weekends. It's different. Yeah. But uh, what I have is I have a list of what I call is my community list. So this list can be anywhere from 10 to 15 people of either past clients, current clients, supporters, colleagues. These are people that I know um, it would make sense for me to love on their account. And then that way in return, they're loving back on my account. And they're, they're my ideal, they're my ideal following. Yeah. The second column is a list of who are these potential leads, these potential individuals that I want to attract into my world. And I look at it from a three C's perspective. I'm either attracting them to be a colleague. I'm attracting them to either be a collaboration partner, or I'm attracting them to be my ideal client. And depending on your need, that list will grow but for me, on average, it's probably about 15 to 20 people mm-hmm. on this lead list. 
And that's how I know every day when I'm on Instagram, how do I love on these accounts for a certain amount of time? So that way I'm just being intentional with the space that I'm creating, as opposed to thinking I have to engage with all 8,000 people that are following me today. Hi guys. I wanted to pop in really quick and talk to you about the end of the month. So when the end of the month comes, a lot of us get really frustrated because we go back and we look at our goals and what we set out to do. And we're like, oh my gosh, what happened to all this time? Well, I am excited to introduce to my podcast listeners exclusively my new Crush Your Month playbook. What if you could say goodbye to overwhelm for good with a monthly system that will save you time, give you freedom and flexibility, and help you hit those business goals? I not only walk you through how to brainstorm and goal set for the month, I teach you my monthly planning system, show you my daily and weekly checklists, and give you a step-by-step video tutorial for each. Plus, as a bonus, I've included my Crusher content model, which if you're spinning your wheels on Instagram and all the social media things and don't know what to do and when, this is going to help you get organized. So in about 30 minutes or less each month, you are going to be able to set yourself up for success with a clear vision, goal, and most importantly, the tactical steps to implement and plan and keep you accountable. The link and the discount code is in the show notes. Go grab it. And I can't wait to see what you guys do next month. So question, how, because I'm such a planner and want to know how you track all the things. How are you tracking it on paper? Are you like saving it? What does that look like? So in the Excel spreadsheet that I share, it's called the Ideal Client Locator. The very first tab is creating your Ideal Client Profile. And the second tab is your list of your community in Excel and a list of your potential leads. And then there's a color coding system. Color coding. I'm so excited. (laughs) There's a color coding system on the left-hand side, Monday through Friday. So that way, when I set my timer, I only spend 30 minutes on Instagram to do this. I'm like, all right, so here are the people that I was able to get to on Monday. They're highlighted in this color. So then when I come in on Tuesday... I'm focusing on the next batch of people that I haven't interacted with. So that way these individuals are getting some type of some type of touch point with me two, maybe three times out of the week. That's awesome. So is this how you find new sort of connections as well by commenting on sort of your community and your your you call them colleagues and collaboration? Yeah, I would say it's twofold. Think of it this way when you're commenting on your communities page, post, or Mm. things of that nature, there are going to be people that you're going to start attracting that's going to be like, oh, I really like the way that she worded that in the post comment. Or, hey, I'm always seeing Holly's name on so-and-so's page. Who's this Holly chick? So it, it, it creates kind of curiosity the more times people can see your names in different areas. And then two, the lead list. The lead list, you're actually looking for these individuals. So you're either Mm. looking for them through a hashtag, you're looking for them on other accounts. You're building this list to say, here are the individuals I want to start following me. I want them to be a part of my community. So they're not following you yet, mm-hmm. but your goal is how do you create kind of, I, I almost treat it like dating. How are you giving that first impression and letting them know that, hey, 
I'm here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm interested and I'm not going away until you either flat out say no or you're yeah. like, right, I'll go on the first date. Yeah, so how often do you switch up your list? So let's say you find a list of like 15 people of your ideal clients through hashtags or however you're looking. Um, how often do you sort of switch it out or do you keep it growing? I keep it growing, but every 30 days I do a fresh, like a kind of like a... Oh. Look at you with a date and everything. (laughs) So good. I do a cleanup because you're going to, you know, naturally just like dating, you're going to, you're going to be attracted to someone and then you're going to realize, you know what? I actually don't want to date this person. So you remove them for your list or you might find someone that you're like, Hey, you know what? I thought I wanted them to be my client, but I actually just want them to be a part of my community. So I'm going to move their name over to community. So I do it every 30 days. That way I'm just being super intentional with how I spend my time. Because again, at the end of the 30 days, it, I know that I was successful. If I was like, yep, these people are definitely now my clients. These people are definitely now my colleagues, but these are now definitely collaboration partners. When I think of you and I, the fact mm-hmm. that I'm even on this podcast channel is like a great example. This is a win mm-hmm. for you being on my tracker mm-hmm. of how we are here today. So yeah, I love this. This is so good. <laughs> Okay. So you said you only spend 30 minutes a day doing this process. Yep. Okay. Break it down. <laughs> yeah. Break it down. <laughs> so I spend 10 minutes on my community. Okay. So that is liking their post, liking their most recent post, leaving a very intentional comment and an intentional comment is at least four words that it's acknowledging what they wrote, not how pretty the picture is, but saying, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I read what you had to share. And here's my comment. And then engaging with their stories. I spend 10 minutes engaging with my lead list. So same concept, liking posts, leaving a comment, engaging in stories. And then I spend 10 minutes looking for new ideal followers that I can add to my lead list. And I do that either through a hashtag or I do that from either with a bigger uh, influencer account. I'm then intentional with how am I bringing additional people to this tracker? So that way my, my list is always super yeah. fresh with people. So you even incorporated growing into your 30 minutes. That's such a great way to do that. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So when we have the conversations, you're keeping track of them in the tracker, you found your ideal client, you've set your timer. Are there any other sort of engagement techniques that would be helpful to share um, for someone who's maybe new to Instagram or maybe just feeling overwhelmed with like, there's so many tips and trips. And that's why I love this so much because I feel like it's so dialed in. And when you work full time and you have a lot of things going on, like it's very focused. Yeah. Um, But any other engagement strategies? The only thing I would say is try really hard not to overthink building your following from a place of, I think it's very natural that we're all probably building a business. So we all have a bigger purpose of why we're using Instagram and sometimes like a common thing I'll hear is, hey, Lisa, I don't know how to slide into people's DMs and, uh, you know, really start that conversation. And I, the best advice I have, or the best tip is think of it as you're truly building a relationship. How would you want someone to respond to you? Meaning if you just jumped into someone's DMs and was like, hey, how are you? What do you do for a living? This is what I do. Would you be excited about yeah. that? Or would you be turned off? And then chances are you're going to be turned off. But if you were to like their post on a Monday on a Tuesday, leave an intentional comment on a Wednesday, engage with their stories. You're now giving them little hints of, Hey, I'm checking you out. There's no questions being asked. It's just you showing up. And when the time is right, 
you'll be able to start to have that conversation. So again, think of it as a true relationship and how you would want to be greeted on Instagram is how you should be interacting with people on Instagram. Yeah, I love that. I always say like, remember that you're talking to a person and not just like a picture or an account. Um, which I think we've all made the mistake of sending those like weird messages when social media first came about. Um, so I love that. And I think your system of tracking, like I'm, I'm going to implement this like tomorrow, um, because it's so easy to know like who you've talked to and really make sure that you're forming, um, that relationship. So Hands down. very helpful. Yeah. All right. Well, I do want to jump in really quick because I know you work full time and I do as well. And so I would love for you to share just any tips around building a business, running a social media account, um, being a coach and sort of how you, you fit in all the things. Yeah. Um, you'll know this, this about me if you start following me as well is that I like to simplify everything. So I, I focus on what's the one person that you want to serve What's the one way and how you're going to serve them? And what's the one platform that you're going to use in order to build this community? And honestly, if you were to talk to me in 2014 or scroll back to any fun stuff from 2014, you'd be like, that's not what she was doing back in 2014. Yeah. Like I was also burnt out every single like. I know, week. right? <laughs> but when I really said, all right, I'm really going to simplify things. I only spend my time on Instagram. I am not on Facebook. Um, I only spend time with one offer that I literally just repurpose. I rinse, repeat and tweak until it just becomes, it, it becomes what people know me for. And it helps me because if you're always trying to build the next thing or find the next shiny object, or think you need to build all these extra things. It doesn't work. Like there are so many people, great example that will say, Hey, I can't find your website. I'm like, it's down because there's no point to keep updating a website when it's not where I'm at in my season of life. It doesn't serve me to continue to update that. Oh, I noticed you don't use Facebook ads. It doesn't serve me to focus on that. I'm focusing just on Instagram. This one person, a corporate female, and I have a one method in how I help solve yes. her problem. And that's all I focus on. And I'm telling you, it allows me to actually spend the evenings and weekends with my husband and my daughter. So that way he doesn't feel like I'm only on Instagram. Yeah, I love that so much. And I, I think a lot of us can relate who've maybe been in the coaching world for a little while. Um, you know, you start to do too many things at once and then it just becomes overwhelming because you can't do them all at once. And then you layer in like for me, twins and family and working full time. And it's like, you, you just can't. Um, mm -hmm. And so I recently have sort of pivoted that same way. I call it the one thing method, but it's literally pick one thing, do it really well. Um, people will follow, even though it's scary because you feel like you're niching down so much, um, but it makes it so much easier. And having that clarity to be able to take the weekends off um, makes such a huge difference. Huge, huge difference. Yeah, I love that. Like Thank you so much for sharing. This was so helpful. Um, at the end of every podcast, I ask three questions and I'm so excited to hear your answers. So the first one is what is your morning routine? Morning routine. So it normally freaks people out, but I wake up at four 30 in the morning. We are so the same. We need, we need to like meet in real life. I think it's <laughs> <So happening. we> <laughs> can. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wake up at 4.30 in the morning because it's the one time, it's the time that I have the house to myself. My husband's asleep, my daughter's asleep. And it's literally, I pour a cup of coffee and I journal. 
And I might listen to a podcast, I might not, but it's just my time to be by myself in my own thoughts. And it's literally the best way to kick off my mornings. Same, same. I say that all the time. It's like control what you can control. And with little kids, that's the only time. Yep. Um, it takes a little while to get used to, and I, you do have to go to bed early for it to work. That's correct. That's yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> what is the one resource that has helped you the most in your journey? The one resource is, I'm drawing, I just drew a blank on the name of the book, but it's the one thing book that helped me really, I'm drawing, I don't, can't think of the name right now. This is definitely pregnancy. I think it is happening. called The One Thing, but it's by Okay, Gary perfect. Miller. But it's like a white book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the book that changed everything for me of really honing in on what that one thing is for my business and what the one thing I can spend my time on. And when you read it, you're like, oh, it can't be that easy, but it's been the one resource that's helped me be really grounded and just stay rooted and just focus on the one thing and it's all going to unfold appropriately. Yeah. I love that book. It's so good. And then if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I don't know. Hopefully, I don't think you'll judge me as a mom. I think I'm going to choose to be invisible. Because oh, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet. Because here's why. There are some times where I feel like I'm an Enneagram 9. Uh, so I am a peacemaker. So I'm always okay. kind of giving back so much that I forget to actually give myself just as much love. And sometimes it would be nice just to be invisible to see how how I can a, just give myself more me time, but then also allow people to do the things that they need to do. Cause that even as a coach, sometimes I think my clients will reach out to me so much that I'm like still giving them all the answers. But if I was invisible to still allow them to yeah. kind of do their thing, but sit back, but be there if I need to, does it make sense? Like, yeah, it would be such a great superpower to allow me to relinquish the power, but also refuel myself in some way. I feel like that's very woo woo, but yeah, <laughs> no, I love it. That's a great answer. So thank you so much for sharing. I love sort of hearing a sneak peek into people's days and sort of how they work. Um, where can my listeners find you and tell them what you're up to these days? Yes, definitely. Instagram is the place to be to find me at the corporate side hustler. And what is happening for me, I'm actually kicking off a four-week group coaching program on July 6th called the Lead Generator Accelerator Program, where it's helping individuals who are either newly starting out in their business or probably have been in business but are feeling really stuck with how do you get those leads, how do you nurture those leads, and how do you sell in the DMs without feeling like a salesy carsman. I love that. I'm so yeah. excited. Everyone's going <laughs> to go check that out. I will link it in the profile. Thank you, Lisa, so much. This was so helpful. I have pages of notes that I'm going to go back and review and I know my listeners are going to love it. Thanks for having me, Holly. Yeah, thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. For free materials, resources, and all the good stuff, head on over to hollymariehaines.com. That's hollymariehaines.com. And did you love this episode or have questions or other topic ideas? Head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to your podcast at and leave me a review. I'd love to hear your feedback and especially would love you to hit subscribe so you can catch all the extra episodes coming. It's so appreciated and really what keeps this podcast going. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. And thank you so much for listening.